Hi everyone. Hi. Hi. Um, welcome back. What are you saying, man? What are you saying? <laughs> um, it's episode one, two, three. It's one, um, two, three. a very fun episode. We've just had a lovely chat with comedian Ed Byrne. Um, and we talk about hill walking, talk about yeah. driving, police, police parking, the feds. The feds. <laughs> we talk, yeah, we talk about all sorts. The Kung Fu. Um, yeah. Getting mugged. Getting mugged. It's, um, it's very GCSEs. fun. GCSEs. GCSEs. I don't uh, need to say everything. No, we don't. We don't want to ruin every surprise. Don't bother listening. <laughs> if anyone's listening who's just got their GCSE or A-level results. And we're um, sorry. So we're sorry. For they're the, worthless uh, anyway. Or congratulations. They are a bit, I mean, they feel, they don't, they're not worthless. At the time, I just wrote good. A-levels on my CV. It took well, this is one it. minute. You know, basically you get to an age. They, they're important now for young people because yeah. they'll affect their university application it's a or good little th- achievement isn't it yeah or if you're going into some job they're going to check you know they are going to check if you're 16 or 18 what you just got at school right but trust me when you get to over 25 no one will ever check so you can just start lying that's when the yeah, lie yeah. begins man exactly when you think a 40 year old still got his gcse certificates mate no. no one's checking, so guys, don't stress. I was just right moving out. house every time my job asked to see the <laughs> certificates. It dies out after about three weeks. Yeah, exactly. They'll let, once you're in the job and proven you can do it, yeah, they don't need to check. Um, with you, obviously, they did keep asking. <laughs> Five years later. Yeah, we don't think you've got those A-levels, because you are not, not good at this job. You're not a scientist. <laughs> you haven't done any work since you got here. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, thanks to all our patrons. Um, sign up at patreon.com forward slash wertvi to watch loads of old extra Including episodes. Including unedited clips where I name a comedian and this time, but it's bleeped out. Oh, there is one. This episode, you name yeah. somebody um, who cool. is beeped out of the main episode because we don't want it, you know, sort of, we don't want it getting round publicly. So, but on Patreon, our patrons, there is sign a, up. they're sworn to silence. That's one of the rules. You've got to join the circle of trust. Exactly. And, it's uh, like the magic circle. <laughs> uh, that is but full there's of no creeps. magic. <laughs> <laughs> the tragic circle. All uh, right, kick back, enjoy us talking Relax. to Edge. Uh, <laughs> you Episode one, two, three with um, guests, and uh, it's currently looking like a call center <laughs> manager, Ed Byrne. Yeah, well, you know, I, I want to sound good. You, I mean, you do sound good. I think that you're well, the first person who's had one of them headphones with the sort of uh, the cheek mic. First person we've ever had on the podcast, nine, nine, but nine. since the pandemic and things moving to Zoom. I'm actually so. in my brother's office. I'm staying at my brother's house, and uh, I'm using his equipment, and he. Um, he implements teaching software. Okay, yeah, so I was going to say, right. does he, he work he in kinda, fields? That he kind of is a call center dude in that, you know, he's technical support. So I'm using his gear. If we were, if I was at home, I'd be full podcaster carry on. I've, yeah. got, me, I've got me big fluffy condenser mic and yeah, me yeah. Uh, big Sennheiser headphones. But this um, is a last minute booking because clearly somebody dropped out. So. No, no one dropped out. As, <laughs> as I mentioned when I saw you the other week, I said, um, our booking policy is uh, me and Julian go, with? should we do a record tomorrow? Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, shit, we need to get a guest. It's the, <laughs> it's the most last minute um, planned podcast. Some podcasts, you know, I've got a lot of respect for the amount of pre planning and work they put in. 
me and Julian, it's, it's a real, we're doing the bare minimum just to keep people listening to this. We were uh, trying to do a scramble to get a guest yesterday ourselves because I do this thing called adventuring where I go yeah. hill walking with celebrities. Really? And how do you, what is it, is it filmed? Is filmed, it a, yeah. And it's um, quite time consuming. Yeah, I imagine. And you were I was doing it be, with uh, Daniel Sloss, weren't you? It was with Daniel Sloss one. yesterday, yeah. How was he? Doesn't strike me as a um, a hill walking type. He, you know what? He had his own waterproof jacket, which is more than can be said for some people. <laughs> Hal Cruttenden just looked like he was going to the shops. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I had to. It's... I brought one for him, though. I lent him one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, because Sloss, you know, I know Sloss, and he's a he's not an outdoors type, is he? He's an indoor oh, he's computer game. I suppose. Yeah, he's young and fit. He, fit. he can haul himself up a hill fairly yeah. handily. And we did. We hauled ourselves up three hills. We we hauled ourselves. And where do you do you have a do? Is it different locations every time as well? Yeah. Yeah. So where was the location? Yes. We were in the we were in the Pentlands, which is just south of Edinburgh. Oh right. Okay. So where are you now then? Well, I'm right now. I'm in my brother's house in Glasgow, and we were supposed to be in Stirlingshire up a hill called Ben Ann today with Sanjeev Kohli, but his wife got pinged, and they all got to self isolate and. That has been, I'm sure you know, the greatest gamble of making any kind of arrangements is just, even if it's not true, how easy it is for people just to get out oh, of any arrangements. It's, it's, given, it's the best. I mean, it's given young people the best excuse to get off work or, yeah. or out of anything. Like, I've got I no, no, my mum's mom, got a runny nose. <laughs> Julian's yeah. just been pinned, got to go. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I was... I was at, could um, just delete the app, can't they now, though? I think a lot of people have. Basically, I think a lot of people who... Um, basically, people are deleting the app, but people that want to keep that option of using Ooh. it as an excuse are keeping it quite. Well, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you can always go. Really, show me your app. Yeah, show yeah, me your app yeah. now. Um, but I think just saying, oh well, no, we had symptoms, yes. and we've taken a PCR test, and it's oh no, yeah, say say oh she took a lateral flow test, she's positive. Yeah, so we all yeah. we've all gone for PCR tests today. I'm not accusing Sanji from being a liar. I'm sure, <laughs> That's I'm sure so he's lying, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it. It is a very handy out. Yes. So you can say, and you can go, oh, Stops you know, we you went walking up hills in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we got our we got our results back, and it turns out we're clear, and we're able to. Yeah, yeah. He's in a yeah. pub the night before, four yeah. beers in, and gone. Fuck this, man. <laughs> yeah. someone ping my phone, please? <laughs> but because it, it's even better than. Oh, I had a twenty-four hour bug and I'm fine again now. Because yeah, yeah. you don't even have to you just you can even be home and happy. I, I did wonder, pull out of a gig last year. I said I had a temperature. I said I'm happy to come though. And they were like, No, 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 no. <laughs> but I I mean Put the responsibility it, on them. Yeah. I just was is. so nervous after lockdown about doing a set and I just was like yeah, I just I lied. Yeah. It's I mean I I think, you know, I get that. It's um yeah, there's a lot of lying going around, but <laughs> it's an epidemic of lying. And what I was going to ask, so what's the, the biggest number, hills? The lies. What's the biggest hill you've done? Like, have you ever taken it to like Ben Nevis level and gone for a big old Everest? I haven't interviewed anybody on Ben. Ne- I've climbed Ben Nevis myself, yeah, yeah. but Ben Nevis is actually a fairly easy mountain. Despite oh, it's because yeah, it's basically just like walking up steps for three it's, hours. Yeah, it's isn't handy, it? and and you can park sort of. At the very top. high up. Well, no, not at the top. You do still it's one still spot. Fair amount of walking that has to be done. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 much harder Munros that aren't nearly as tall because they're you have to walk miles just to get to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then and then the and you're walking up from basically sea level. So there's some that are you know. 
are a real pain. That's great I, though, keeping fit and doing that. It's a nice location. Like they, they, I bought, I walked up Ben Nevis about ten years ago, and I loved it. But I did it on, I did it the weekend after Edinburgh. So you know, and I did it for charity, and me and my ex-wife, and like, so we'd raise money, and like she, she was saying like that we were doing it for the, I think the Alzheimer's Society, and they were like gunning for like you've got a train, it's you're walking up a mountain, it's going to be really hard, and I went to Edinburgh and got shit faced for twenty seven <laughs> days, smoked about a hundred cigarettes a day, ate basically in Palmyra every night, mm-hmm. and so I showed up thinking I was going to die, and then I just walked up it in like three and a half hours. It's like this is. It, yeah. can't, it can't be that tricky a mountain. Did you it... give them the money or did they forget about it? <laughs> no, I, them... <laughs> I did give them the money. You'll be glad to hear. Um, Do you have a, a history of not paying so... up in that way? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that joke uh, was, was that that was you, that was a reference to Alzheimer's, right? Mm-hmm. That was good. I was. It was oh, actually, was that what that yeah, was? That's okay, what I, I it took me. It took I me about thirty seconds to work that. it out. I laughed at just the fact that you. I thought you were accusing me of being a thief. Yeah, and that's then what I, I realised. And then I realised it was actually quite a clever joke. Uh, Thank now you. we've assessed it. We've re- absolutely dissected that one, haven't we? We've ruined <laughs> to the point it, where yeah. it's done now. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah, Ben Nevis is all very well. I would. I would. You know, urge people. If you want, if you have the time, not to go up Ben Nevis because it's just not as fun a mountain, and it's a sort of straight up and down, and it's probably going to be cloudy at the top. It is, yeah. When we did it, when you but it is nice that moment you walk through the clouds. I think it's very lovely. Yeah, and then you're on top of it and you just can't see anything. But have yeah, you ever done I the would... three peaks? No. That that sounds quite fun. Yeah, I don't fancy that either. Because <laughs> the three, no, here's the thing about the three, it's in the one where you do Snowden, Nevis, and, and Scaffold. In 24 day. hours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because first of all, everybody does it on the same day. Everybody does it right. on the longest day, or it's, yeah. or the weekend of the, of, the, of the longest, you know, because you, you want to do it as, as much daylight as possible. So everybody's doing it. Yeah. And it's busy. And yes. It's, part of the reason I go hill walking is to I get you know, away. I get yeah. away from it. You know? As Ben Nevis as well, it has that problem. Ben Nevis is busy. I would yeah. say Ben Cruachan is a good one, or Cruachan. Where's that? C R U A C H A N. It's uh, it's in the Highlands. It's in sort of, I guess it's near sort of Glencoe, Crean Larrick, that sort of area, just past Crean Larrick. It's just a really nice horseshoe walk. Yeah. You go up over a dam, and it's you know it's not busy and it's handy to park at the at the. And I would I would, and you yeah. do two Munros in a day. Yeah. I like that you're 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 really up to speed on all the parking locations at any walking, oh, yeah. any walking location. Speak to Ed, mate. You know it's the best park. That's a real. Co- I think that's a real comedian's thing. I was you explaining don't be parking to my mate. In passing places, you know. No, I was explaining to my mate who's a he's not a comedian. He's an artist, and he um he sort of he genuinely thinks comedians and uh, are the most like you know he he still has that weird assumption that it's really rock and roll. And mm-hmm. I had to explain to him that literally every gig, the first 10, 15 minutes conversation in the dressing room is parking, <laughs> the motorways. You know, it's, it's yeah. admin, isn't it? So we chat yeah. a lot of ball, like finding a free park outside a venue is like yeah. the holy grail, isn't it? I had, uh, I had an interesting weekend recently. I was staying at a friend's in Chiswick and I got the train to Ballon Banana. I was on yeah. at Ballon Banana for the weekend, just doing 20 minutes. Yeah. And I hadn't done that. I hadn't played at a club at a weekend since the 90s, I think. Mm. <laughs> you know. And it really took me back. And getting the train, because I don't live in London anymore. I live out in Essex, and I tend to drive everywhere nowadays. 
but because I was staying at my mate's house and thought I was going to have a drink, and just being on the train, going to a gig, and just even then going, changing a Clapton Junction, because yeah, I used yeah, to live yeah. in Battersea, and looking at the signs and seeing signs to St. Margaret and Epsom and all that, and remembering every comedian had a copy of Time Out yeah, yeah, yeah. and a copy of the London A to Z. Yes. That's how you found your way. That's how you got all your gigs and that's how you found your way to every gig. I think that I just was like caught, just before us, wasn't it? Because well, like, I just I caught came, the end. I, I didn't, a Tom Tom. Well, yeah, I remember not having a Tom Tom. I remember the first like couple of years of doing stand up, driving and genuinely having like printouts of the, the route and stuff. The RAC route plan. Yeah, or and you didn't have an app to tell you the train time. It was yeah, it was like it was it was mad, wasn't it? When you think about how you know we think that was only what fifteen years ago, fourteen years ago, whatever then. Um, driving was so hard (laughs) to get you had to genuinely remember stuff and look at signposts and you know things that now you take for granted you just sit there now I know you know I know people that can't even drive anywhere without without having them Google Maps on which is embarrassing really I use it a lot yeah but you know Anyway, but this is this is an example for listeners of what comedians talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Parking, driving. We're very insular as well. I have to admit, I I I just spent um, I just spent a weekend, well, three days, and it was during the week. But I can't get a weekend <laughs> because it was three days. I just spent three days in Guernsey. Oh yeah. Doing it was just doing two nights of gigs, but we had to spend three nights because of the way the flight was. Was that it? Was a festival, wasn't it? Uh, no. It? Oh, no. I thought because I that knew Darryl, was... one, just the tonic. Of... Yes, exactly. Just the tonic. Ah, yeah. Yes. And, the, you know, the, the organizer is very keen and he's very keen to look after you and he wants to make sure that you're. But there's also a lot of just very drunk people. Some of them are drunk Irish people who have a greater sense of ownership over an Irish comedian. Yes. Some of them are just posh, drunk, you know, <laughs> Guernseyites or posh, drunk British people who've moved to Guernsey yeah. and who have their own sense of entitlement. Um, it comes to being posh and drunk, but and long story, you just people want to talk to you, and you kind of get no peace. So we yes. ended up having to just hide in my hotel room just yeah, so yeah, we yeah, talk yeah. to each other. You it know? is like I don't I know this again. This sounds almost rude to punters, but that thing they, I think they assume because we're on stage and we're confident on stage and doing stand up, they mm-hmm. think that we're gonna be all chatty and want to hang out afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't be further from the truth. Like, <laughs> like you, and I'm not saying you don't want. You know, it's not. It's it's nice when people come like walk past and go, "That was thank you. That was funny." Yeah. But you know, it's the people that really just want to ha- have a chat, and you're just like, you know, just, can we keep this brief? Because like, it's, you know, I mean, it's just chatting and there's chatting, and and I I'm like to think of myself as quite a friendly person, but. But it's when somebody just when you're sitting at a table and somebody pulls up a chair and sits down. Yeah, at that's. A table the, I mean, you, that is unacceptable. And you're like, <laughs> I, I don't know you. Security I would never do that immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that is. Like if I saw some people and I knew one of them, like personally as a friend, and yeah. they were sitting at a table with other people that I didn't know, I wouldn't pull up a chair and sit down <laughs> with the friend that I knew. Because I'd be like, I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to invade this. Yeah, exactly. You'd break the hello. dynamic. But yeah, I, I it's yeah, the, the sort of the confidence of some people blows my mind. But there is the, own, it is an ownership thing. I think it comes from. It, it also depends on the style of comedy you do. You know, you're a you're a conversationalist on stage, so you are. I think similar. To, I think I get it a bit. Um, Julian's more sort of standoffish. You're mm. a, a one a one liner, a proper joke 
comedian, right? So I think, you. you know, and also you seem incredibly <laughs> unlikable. So like, people don't I think, approach I think that's you. It. People <laughs> no, swerve I, me. I'm trying to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, sitting I, at their table. But I do I, think I, 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 get, I, yeah, I get a lot of people coming up and just having it like, because I'm, I'm very chatty on stage with the audience as well. So I think, mm -hmm. you know, I would think there is, a, yeah, you, you would get approached because you are chatty on stage. Well, I, and I also can be chatty in real life. I was in the Lake District the other day I was just doing two days of walking on my own and I went to a bar on my own in the hopes that someone would strike up a conversation and, and people did. That's nice. And I had a very social night. I, I, I am a sociable person generally. Yeah. But if I'm with friends and want to talk to friends, then that's a whole other matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's, I, I, I see, I, I, don't, I, don't, I lack the confidence to do that. Go to the pub on my own and just have a chat. Like if I go to a pub on my own, I find a corner and I'm just sitting there, which ultimately is more depressing because you're just drinking on your own in a corner. But yeah. I just I get I, yeah I'm not uh, I'm not I, I don't know why I'm not very good at just you know some people just go into a pub, stand at the bar and just do that thing of just chatting to everyone that comes to get a drink, just like sort of <laughs> how you doing? You're right, get a job there, mate. <laughs> I used to live in a pub. I lived in a pub for two years of my childhood. And it is just, I mean, I love it. I loved watching those characters, but I didn't want to, I never looked at them and thought, that's what I want to be. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a, I never took inspiration from them. Yeah. There was yeah. A, there were characters. There was one guy, actually, I remember, called Harold, who used to have a dog called H, which was named after him, which is egotistical at the beginning. But he was convinced his dog could talk. And, um, and basically what it was, his dog had some form of emphysema, I think, and would sort of go, make noises that, you argue could sound like certain types of words but um and he also gave the dog guinness basically he was killing his dog but convinced <laughs> it could speak a little him yeah that was um that was the sort of characters we used to have but uh, i remember one time when i was young i was 20 and i was in my old job and i was at a conference in boston and then i just went to a bar and even though i, I was quite limited on where i could go because i was 20 and only had a fake student id to say i was 21 um so, but i went to a bar called the purple shamrock and i sat at the bar and i talked to the blokes who were sitting at the bar and i got drunk and was very chatty and now i look back and realize that they had to just get rid of me oh no <laughs> they did this thing where they go all right well it's reach a time now where it gets really busy at the bar so we have to take the stools away from the bar <laughs> <laughs> so that Sorry guys, we've been trying to set fire to all the stalls. And the guy I was sitting next to was like, oh, selling where the stalls. Where are we going to sit then? And the guy goes, oh, they let me, they let me stay on my bar stool, oh. but they get rid of all the other bar stools. I'm going, oh, okay then. <laughs> what did you What did you do before stand up, Ed? What was your job? Oh well, I didn't really ever have any jobs, but I at this at this point I was the I was I worked in a student union. I, I was a sabbatical officer in that I ran. For election to be right. one of the you know exec of the students union yeah yeah and that's and that's but we hosted this conference of us of the association of college unions international which is basically an american organization and we hosted a regional conference at our at our student union and because of that i i got to go to conferences of this organization abroad what's we, it like here's a question What's it like as an Irishman in America? Do you basically spend a lot of your time having conversations with Americans going, I'm Irish too, you know, like that sort of, they've got this mad, like I've never, I've never known more, not even second generation Irish people, I'm talking like fourth generation Irish people yeah. <laughs> claiming to be Irish. What's funny about American ethnicity is 
it doesn't bear any relation to the real place. So Irish, <laughs> what Americans think of as Irish, the stereotype will broadly hold true yeah, for yeah. American Irish, but not for Irish people at all. No. Like they have this whole fighting Irish thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah, yeah. everybody's, uh, Irish people to them are big, broad, massive blokes. <laughs> and, you know, obviously I don't conform to that stereotype. And I grew up and I don't even remember, like I think of Americans generally as being bigger than Irish people. Yes. But in America, yeah. they think of Irish people as big lads. Big but lads. I and I and I'm only I, I'm musing. But I guess it's because, you know, the weak ones died on the ship on the way over. You know what I mean? Like yeah. only the <laughs> only the strong survived. Yeah. And so you've got these big lads, and they all became policemen and firemen. But you know, yeah. our, obviously all our policemen and firemen are Irish as well. But so are all of our nurses and doctors. You know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was me when, when I was growing up. So that's. That fighting Irish thing, and and like even the, I mean, I guess yes, people do drink a fair amount, but I remember getting into a conversation with a guy, and I was talking about just that you know Ireland's not a very big country, nobody really has a problem with the Irish, English, and he says, oh, well, the Italians don't like Irish, and I was like. I'm frozen again, haven't I? Bastard yeah, thing. Each time it's very regular. It? Not regular. It's about every eight minutes or so, and it's just literally ten seconds. Where you, on the on the nose. You were saying about how no one has a problem with the Irish. You right. said that to the chap, except for Italians. Yes, I did. I said, and I said, yeah, no one really, you know, you know, in the, in the way that people, you know, tend to when you go abroad, resent the English. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah. really has a problem with the Irish, no. and. Uh, and he says, no, well, the Italians don't like the Irish. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I've, I've been to Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're, there's the whole, we're all Catholic thing going not, on. Not there. those Italians, no... American Italians. Yeah, and he goes, and he's like, no, in, in New York, the Italians, the Irish, we don't like each other. And this guy was Italian-American. I'm like, oh, no, you mean Italian-Americans yeah, yeah, don't yeah. like Irish-Americans. Yeah, and then yeah, he's yeah. like, I mean, he didn't bristle. He kid kind of go, yeah, but it was like, but it's like, yeah, okay, but over here we call them Irish and Italians. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, okay, but, but, but you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're Irish Americans and Italian Americans. I, I, yeah, I find it fascinating because I don't think, you know, we used to take the piss out of my mates at school because like, I went to, I grew up in Tootin, which was a really, really, so there was a lot of Irish people in Tootin when I grew up, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of me and my friends are second generation. But we used to take the mick out of my mates who proclaimed to be Irish. Like, you know what I mean? We sort of, because we, I think we always had the awareness to go like, you know, think of how we speak, where we're, where we're born, where, we, where we're growing up. So we'd take the piss out of the ones who sort of like, went a bit too hard on the, on the Irishness. Yeah. So like, yeah. I find it, I think here there's a sort of, you know, you, you accept your, your heritage, but you don't, you're not going to, you know, it's that thing. So it was, who was it? Somebody has a, there's not that old line about a, a second generation Irish person, English, you know, born in England, going to Ireland. Go, what do you call them? Um, what do you call us? Like people that are born in England to Irish parents? It's like English, mate. <laughs> you know, that old adage. Um, <laughs> but well, plastic paddy as well. Isn't it's, yeah, that's that's what I was always hyper aware. Unstable. Oh yeah, it's just gone a bit wonky. But um, am I still? Am I still not? coming through very well. Yeah, no, you're coming through, but you just, you've, okay. um, you've gone a bit sort of yeah. um, grainy. You look like you're a 70s movie. Um, I wonder it's... if there's something I should turn on. <laughs> the Wi-Fi. <laughs> something... The Wi-Fi, yeah. Yeah, because how the fuck does my brother, you know, do tech support from this office? Does he, um, 
is he on video calls a lot? Because it might just be that the internet it might be a, is a bit uh, patchy. Yeah. Yeah. It is that classic it, thing where I paid to upgrade my internet a couple of years ago to like the top speed, whatever you could do. And then you pay, like, you know, it's not crazy expensive or anything, but then you read the small print when you get it. And it's like, that is the top speed at times when it's really quiet. But yeah, at other times, it's just, it will that. drop. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> What's the yeah. point then? Yeah, yeah. I did the exact same thing, like an idiot. Yeah. I have two different internet connections to my house now. Really? I pay, I pay two good... different lots of internet. Right. I pay two internet bills. And from one drops <laughs> out, I, I use the other one. Yeah. Do they not all come through the same No, wire, one is actually... Though? No, one is one... Believe it or not. What if I, now we've really got an off topic. <laughs> now we're going to have to leave in the bits where my internet froze. Um, <laughs> We, one of them is beamed from a farm across like about about a mile away and right. it's a guy who's this farmer who's also this IT wizard and he's plugged into a BT fat pipe right. and he beams it to me <laughs> and the I then, and then I've got it I've got it the old on fat route. pipe yeah, my fat pipe yeah, I'm <laughs> sucking on his fat pipe into oh. my house and then I I spit that out off my roof right. to about nine other houses. Bloody hell. Yeah. That's very technical. That's what I suppose living in the country, essentially, is what this, this is really describing. But then I also have a, there's a company called GigaClear who actually came and laid pipe and dug, dug <laughs> up the, the road. There's a lot of euphemisms <laughs> going on in this bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went. Huh? <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, one, other thing, one thing I was going to... Uh, anyway, boring. Bring up. But, uh, but, oh, sorry, we were talking about Irish and ethnicity oh, yes. and stuff like that. But I think it's also the thing of... I don't know if it... Because then you're just different. If you're in England and your parents are Irish and you just are aware that you're different and... I can understand people wanting to hang on to their ethnicity and they tend to go in harder than people who are actually from Ireland. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's like they're, they're, they're trying to hang on to a, their identity. So that's why he lays barrel that. There you go. We can hear you again. You lost me, didn't you? It's fine. That, yeah, that, with that bit. What's of, the last word I said that you heard? Um, you talking about people going in harder and trying to hang on to that. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, because, yeah. it's a bit like the yeah. Cockneys moving out to Essex, isn't it? Like they're almost oh, more Cockney. Definitely, yeah. you never meet a London. worse Londoner than one who lives in like Bedford. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah. they're always the ones with Danny sort apples of... and pears, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and they always do that. They, like, there's always that slight suspicion that they're the types that if you actually spent a bit of time with them, they'd be like, "Well, obviously, yeah, I left London because I ain't like it's like living in fact in Kabul now, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those yeah, sorts yeah. where you're like, oh, yeah. this is the conversation, is it? I met some out in Dubai and they were like, there's too many immigrants in London. Yeah, like, You're in Dubai. What are you yeah. on about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the expats, you know, expats yeah, are yeah. the worst. I'd say actually some of the worst Irish people I've met have been sort of down in Australia and New Zealand. You know, there's a real sort of, because they're almost like celebrity. Like Because Australians love the Irish. New Zealand, they, they love mm -hmm. the Irish. So they're sort of like, there's a sense of like, um, entitlement to them. I, like, yeah, literally I, the only fight I've had in my adult life. Oh no, and it didn't. We, it, luckily, it got stopped before actual, you know, full-on punches were thrown. But there was there was grabbing, right? A couple of headbutts. There was with, with with an Irish guy in a in a bar in Wellington, and he was just the most arrogant. Like he was just like, and he basically was just being rude to everyone he was chatting to, and he just said something to me that just I was already annoyed with him and his behaviour, mm. and it just hit a nerve, and I just lost it. I just saw red. 
and uh, and went for him. But like, find the place. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I just, I get. To, that's what happens for me. I get a red mist, <laughs> and then I start dialing nine nine nine, and I can't stop. <laughs> really angry tone. <laughs> get him out of here. But, yeah, but that's the ex expats Hell. on the whole do tend to be, you know, in certain countries. You know, when you meet them in the Middle East, when you meet, like... Well, he was know. a real Irish in yeah, Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, that's the only, you know, it's, it's they're Irish down there, I've met a few dodgy ones. English I, people in yeah. the Middle East are the worst. I think the idea of moving to another country because you don't like immigration is the greatest hypocrisy in the world. Yeah. And I don't know I, what drives it, or if it's a case of, do you know what, I give up, I'm now going to go to a country I don't care about, so I don't care yeah, what happens yeah. to it. I don't know if that's the idea. I, I got into an argument with a guy on Twitter because it was I had a routine about immigration and about being sort of basically the, the point. The, the point was broadly pro-immigration, but yeah. about how your left wing <laughs> pro-immigration sort of sensibilities tend to go out the window when you get refused entry to a nightclub by a bouncer from Poland. But the Polish bouncers don't watch Mock the Week. You know, <laughs> just being like, I think the punchline was, uh, "What do you mean we can't get in? We let you in." So, yeah, yeah. Um, but but the, the the lead up to it was a very was a very sort of broad pro pro immigration stance, and this guy, but his, this guy who was living in Thailand, and his surname <laughs> his surname was a Portuguese surname. It was I I, I can't remember it was Estevez or Jimenez, something like that was a Portuguese surname, and he called referred to himself as British. So he had a he had a Portuguese name, yeah, was yeah. British, but lived in Thailand, but was anti-immigration. Yeah, yeah. And I That's... and I just couldn't do it, couldn't do it because apart from anything else, the time difference meant it was twelve hours later that yeah, I was yeah. I was stomping <laughs> on him, and uh, and then just just not getting the satisfaction out of it. I think, but that comes from and that you get that. This is why you get it with English people, I think, in particular when they move to countries and still somehow manage to maintain some anti-immigration. It's because. They, they, the entitlement of being English, like based on the history of like the empire and all that, they yeah. think of themselves as the sort of the norm. So they're not immigrants, regardless of where yeah, they yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, we're just a civilizing they, factor. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. the sort of the constant, and everyone else is an immigrant essentially, no matter where you are. <laughs> Even if you're travelling around India, everyone else is. These, it's full of immigrants here, isn't it? <laughs> There's <laughs> like, a lot of minorities is... in Africa, isn't there? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's um, it's, yeah, it's fascinating. But um, what I was gonna say, but I, I bring up something before you. Well, yeah, we're gonna only probably got fifteen minutes or so. Um, right. Was uh, today is um, GCSE results day? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And this and Monday was A level results day. I'm scared um, of my homeschooling. How that went? Like, well, this is I was gonna say. Like, uh, the day. none of your kids are of that age yet. Yeah, no, my kids are only, oh. my kids are nine and ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, Julian, you've gone through this. Obviously, mm. I've only got a baby, but like, it's a because I, I do you remember when you got your uh, exam results. Um, we we had a thing in Ireland. We have a thing called the leaving certificate, which is more akin to the Scottish hires. Ah, uh, yes. And I re I remember when I got those results, and I I needed three Bs, and I got an A, a B, and two Cs. Right. Okay. So that was fine. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I got into the university in, in of Strathclyde University in Glasgow where I wanted to go. So I was just, I remember that getting, and I remember everything hinging on this small piece of paper handed to me by a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, I, we, I, I had to go down to the school to get the results. And that's what we getting, used to have to do. Yeah, yeah. We, and like, because yeah. um, we, we, I, I weirdly remember that they were massive nights out. I don't know if kids do it now, but when we were 16 and we got our GCSE results, we had this massive night out, just like pissed. 
and 18 A-level results was the same. They were like, they're yeah. two of the most memorable nights I can remember of my teens, weirdly. You like, did quite well in your GCSEs, yeah. did you? I, I did all right in GCSEs. But then like, but we went just, we were just, yeah, 16, we all had our fake IDs, we went out in Wimbledon. And just, I remember <coughs> my mate Richard Lebby, a full, I've given a full name here, which I probably shouldn't, because nice. it involves some legal wranglings. He murdered he, um, a guy. <laughs> got away with it. Um, <laughs> we went, we started the night at this, uh, I used to ha- we used to have some friends who were twins, and we were at their house. And what was the guy's of, name again? Uh, Richard Lebby. Uh, um, yeah, I hear name. he's a racist. <laughs> he's a very nice man um but he uh <laughs> basically we went to our friends the morant's house they were twins and on their bed they had this really realistic looking pellet gun right one of them sort oh, yeah. of really good looking metal ones mm-hmm. as we left the house we'd already been drinking quite a bit um we no one realized that lebby had had sort of pocketed the gun he'd put it down the back of his trousers so now we're going out around wimbledon with oh, a man no. who's got a very realistic gun on him <laughs> and we just got so pissed. We were on Wimbledon Common. We were trying to get into pubs, everything. And basically, it gets to midnight, and we end up in McDonald's on in Wimbledon Broadway, which is no longer there. It's now a gym. With clavers and, on. Well, no, we're, I, we're, the three of us are at the counter ordering nuggets. And Lebby just puts his hand in the back of his trousers and pulls out the gun like that and just aim, pulls it out on the staff, right? And there was pandemonium in, in McDonald's. <laughs> then, Didn't the, they like gun pinpointing? No. <laughs> but the police were walking past at the time. So the police <clears throat> just, you know, rugby I said, I don't want to go large. <laughs> Did he go to prison for that? He got arrested. They actually didn't charge him, weirdly, That's because surprising. The, genuinely, they, this is this is a different time now. He'd have been shot by a tactical assault team. <laughs> but that's the <laughs> curious thing that they they must have known it wasn't a real gun. Drunk sixteen-year-old pulling otherwise it. Otherwise, they reckon, wouldn't have yeah. ran at him. He they he got off. They, they were lenient. It was unbelievable. They could have arrested him. They let, they, like they arrested him, robbery. but they let him go like that evening without charging or without even cautioning him because and this is how I, I genuinely think this is a different time they were like oh he's drunk this is GCSE's day like they just let him go they just went no never do that they, again I mean We've that's kind of the, the right gun. thing morally I guess he's messing around isn't he yeah but, yeah but technically they could it's armed robbery whether it's a real gun or not isn't yeah, it yeah, well yeah. did he actually ask for any money I think he did, I, do you know what I was very drunk, he? so I don't remember the time frame of him fries. pulling it out and getting rugby tackled, but I don't think it was very long. I do think the police were just in the vicinity, uh, but I just remember there being a lot of panic behind the counter. Um, <laughs> naturally, a man's pointing a gun at you and you're just trying to serve burgers. Because I know a comic that did that, um, and he went to jail for six months, but he did it not even with a... He did it with like a, an umbrella or something. What? You know the comic. I better not name him. And then I'll bleep will, it. You, I'll bleep you, it out. You'll know him, yeah, but you it'd be surprising the comic. Okay, tell us. He's tell going us to be I will be I'll beep it, honestly. So Okay. I don't know. Really? Him. Yeah. He he did um you you might not it might be after your when you yeah, when you were like on the circuit and that. But he's been around for a fifteen years. I saw him last night. Years. Um yeah. he did like six months in Wandsworth <laughs> or something. <laughs> but this is this is before he knew he for pretending an umbrella was a gun, or what? He went. He he's autistic, but at that time he hadn't been diagnosed. Right. So he it was just a bit of a, an irrational. He went in there, and he said, "Give me all the money." And then when he was crossing the road, the police said, "What are you doing?" He said, "I just robbed a bank," <laughs> and they just arrested him, and he went to oh, jail. 
That is. <laughs> and, that's not and, sorry, and had he just tried to, he said, "Give me all the money," and presumably they didn't give him any. I, I, I think it was more of a joke, or I, I don't really know. He told me the story, but I don't. Know, I don't think he actually wanted money. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest story I've ever heard. As well. Stop saying his name. It makes it harder for me to blow out. Oh, yeah, out. sorry. Now I've got more editing to do, Julian. Um. Michael McIntyre. <laughs> That's where he got all his money from. Um, we've talked in the past. Have you ever had any run-ins with the police? Because uh, we've, Julian, we've talked about his experience in have, the past. I have not. I'm a, I'm a pretty law-abiding citizen. I did get pulled over by the police once. Because they were convinced it was in Harlow and they were convinced I w- I'd been using my mobile phone and I hadn't. And I remember exactly what it was. I was actually, there was, it was, there was a button on the steering wheel that flicked through tracks on yeah. your, on your, I was actually, it was a CD player. Yeah. And I was flicking through a Janelle Monet album. <laughs> did that date, did that put it, did that put it, date, flicking through the, a, a Janelle Monet CD that was yeah, in yeah. my Subaru Outback. Okay. Yeah. So this was, Ten years ago, nearly, um, and I, you know, he, they just I, I I saw them, and and they were behind me. So I I was just coming up to a bus lane, and I saw them. I let them overtake me, and then I came out of the bus lane, and then yeah. they put their flashers on, <laughs> and they pulled me over into the bus lane, and the guy like gave you a ticket phone? for being in the bus lane. Yeah, where's the phone? <laughs> where's where's the phone? You got the phone? I'm going, I don't have a phone. What are you talking about? I got, here, it's in my pocket. No, but the one you had in your hand. No, I didn't. And he just wouldn't accept that I yeah, didn't yeah. wasn't using my phone and then and then I just and then he said okay well, look I'm going to caution you and I went no yeah then he said no in fact no he didn't say caution like it wasn't official police he said, look I'm going to let you away with a warning exactly. and I just wasn't having it no I went I wasn't you can't warn me for something I wasn't doing exactly and then he really got the hump and he's like he was like a little tiny child because he's like yeah, oh yeah. so I'm seeing things am I and I just really did that. <laughs> I didn't do anything. So I'm, I'm like, afraid you are, officer. Yes, I just, I, 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 I saying that you've made a mistake, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He it's... takes me, he takes me, um, license, and he goes back was to the, the car. Was the and person he... on the phone the whole time the one you were talking to? <laughs> <laughs> you just Hello. The voice coming out of your phone in your pocket, <laughs> mate. What are you doing? Is it I, even, I even said to him, I said, I gave me. Well, I said, I said, he said, well, I'm going to go and watch the tape. I said, well, I'll expect an apology when you get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came back. And then he drove off. He came back and he said, we haven't been able to access the footage. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course oh, he didn't, really? Mate. Is that a fact? And he says, but if the footage does show that you went into the bus lane, you will get a £35 fine. Oh, so it's, now it's about the bus lane, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, oh, and they never it. did. That's, it's yeah. when you get, like, this is a thing. This isn't an anti-police Because the thing is, the thing rant. is, right, I only had a, I had a baby in the back. Yeah. But if that child had been older, if the kids had been the age they are now and the policeman had been acting out, this would have been a, a you know, a, 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 you know, a, 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 a watershed moment for them. This would yeah, be a, yeah. this would where they create their impression. It would be their first dealing with Definitely. the police. And it'd be a policeman calling their dad a liar. Yeah. And not backing dad. down. Not yeah. backing down on it. Yeah, the yeah. fact that the guy the guy clearly went back, saw he'd made a mistake, and then yeah. just couldn't go oh, all right, fair cop, sorry, a bit hot headed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still yeah, had yeah. to be he still had to be no and then still throw in a little threat of oh, but you might get a fine with the bus. That'd lane. have been lovely if he would have admitted Oh, I yeah. might have seen something. and then just walked off. What a That's great it. policeman to do yeah. that. But they, and they, I know that's it's not going to yeah. happen. No, and, I did, and, and then you know you get that thing of, oh, you always you always think of it afterwards. But I wished I'd said to him, you know, it's true what they say. 
takes a big man to admit when he's wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. I'm teaching my daughter from birth. The drive off trust of Rosas, mate. The- I'm making her anti-police. I'm teaching my daughter to spit at Rosas from. <laughs> <laughs> No, son, no, son. We call them filth around here. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, I always thought anti-police thing hilarious. I remember being one time being on a bus in Glasgow, and I used to live in Glasgow, and a guy sitting in front of me, and just there were some coppers just there. I don't even know what they were doing, and he just, yeah, just yeah, put the yeah, finger yeah. up to the window, yeah, <laughs> cops, <laughs> and then he and then he wrote PYT. Which is Postle Young team in the condensation on the yeah. window. Like that'll fucking show those cops. I always think of Patrice O'Neill's bit when people, when you hear like you know when you hear people that are just I, I hate the police, and he mm. says he basically you hate the police until you own shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> until you need shit. them. Yeah, but um, I yeah, I, it's the tone, isn't it? If I just think they just just should have better customer service tones. I think my um. I was in the car with my ex-girlfriend uh, years ago and we pulled up at the lights and do you know the bit where bikes wait in the, in the, at the lights, that little box? Yeah. She yeah, just, like, she just literally right. drove, you know, just just without just breaking and then just rolled into it about a foot and this police car pulled next to us and like and literally went down the window and went, um, when, uh, you know, you're not meant to be in those boxes. And she was like, oh, what? Oh, sorry, I didn't even know I was in the box. And he just, and he just, he sort of, and he said like, his tone of voice when he said, well, you know, I should give you three points on your license. And it's like, mate, you've just pointed out a mistake. She's apologized and said she didn't realize she'd gone into it. It's just like, why can't you just go, all right, we'll just make sure next time to be a bit more thoughtful mm. about it. He just mm. really went for it. Like, no, I guess I should give you three <coughs> points. And the tone yeah. of voice, you know, just... I, I yeah. was very close to going, shut up. Yeah. Shut, shut up, up you yeah. pig. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes there's an unnecessary level of aggression. And you yeah. kind of go, well, you, 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 without, without overly profiling, you, can, you should be able to tell if somebody's a threat or not. Yeah, you know? exactly. yeah, My yeah, wife yeah. came to pick me up at Heathrow one time and accidentally went into the lane you're not supposed to go into. That's yeah, for, yeah. Just for buses and cars weren't supposed to go into it. And a guy is shouting at her, Dude, you've got a machine gun around yeah, your yeah, neck. Yeah. <laughs> Just take it down a little bit, and then we, you know, and we're, we're so she's reversing out of the thing. Yeah, which is now apparently less dangerous than if she just carried on through it. She's making yeah. a, and she's she's and we stop because there's a car coming, yeah, and yeah. he's like, keep moving, keep moving. We we're it's going to reverse way. into a car, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just calm it down. But a tone of voice when your bike gets nicked is, ah, oh, you know, there's not much we can really do about it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah then suddenly they're very conciliatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's very, you know, I get it's a stressful job. We're not it's saying a difficult that job. All bad. It's a difficult job and you have to deal with a lot of difficult, but yeah. yeah. But, I think most of them are okay, aren't they? Like, But, but yeah. if you were like a sadist kind of racist guy, a cop would be the perfect the job, best, wouldn't perfect, it? Best job in the I world, mean, mate. Power, all the power, sort of yeah. the ego you can have with it. It's, yeah, so there are some bad apples. Is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think to... that's. I think that's. Yeah, I think. I, I think we've covered all bases there. <laughs> it is a difficult job. There are some bad apples. Yeah. A, a more conciliatory tone 
would be would be advisory at, at times because they must train they must in training be sort of taught how to cut like face-to-face communication with the public they can't just leave that off surely that's like <coughs> i that think that's the, the last the on the list thing. though isn't it <laughs> i think a lot of them have probably got ptsd as well from there is probably that some shit they've seen at my house i did i did have to call the police once i got uh, i got mugged at knife point by two blokes and Ooh, the most annoying dressed thing... as policemen yeah. <laughs> and it was in tottenham and the most annoying thing was i was on my way home from a kung fu lesson oh, God. <laughs> um, but anyway i phoned the... in, in the full gear. outfit <laughs> no, no I, I wasn't in the outfit to be fair but uh um I wonder if I'd been in the outfit, might they have left me alone? But anyway. Absolutely but not. Anyway, I think that would have they, been a, yeah. a red flag for them, I think. <laughs> they took me phone and 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 money and and you know, were very threatening with the knife as they as they are. Um but uh, I phoned the police and then they came to my house and I was drunk by the time the police arrived. Yeah. And I, I, I answered the door and I went, oh, flush the gear, the rotters are here. <laughs> I was already sauced and just trying to be. And they were, but you, well, yeah, but yeah, the woman, the police officer actually said to me, sorry, I know this is a stupid question, but if you were on the way home from a Kung Fu lesson, why didn't you just chin them? Because that's a legal office. I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I was like, um, as soon as I get to a point where I can take on two blokes who are carrying knives, yeah. I don't need to go to Kung Fu lessons anymore. Yeah, that's true. It was my first lesson, there, mate. Yeah, once I get to that point, I'm like, you know, I, I, I think I'm good. I don't think I need yeah. to. I'll just, I'll just keep, you know, keep training at home now. Yeah. Like, so yeah, if they've got a knife, then exactly. what, what are you going to do? Yeah, just say to them, sorry, we hadn't got to knives I mean, yet. I'll just crack both their necks, you know, I had to do that thing where you go, right, can you, sorry, can you hold your knife down about three, six inches? Can you come there? at me from the left angle <laughs> yeah, at two knife, o'clock, yeah, please? Really, I need you to really swing it. <laughs> just yeah. do a catter. Um, quick, just quickly before we wrap up, did you, did you do Kung Fu for a long time or was it a brief? No, I only did it for about, I did it for about eight months or so. It, it, aside from anything else, it was too far away from my house. I don't know why I, I don't know why I signed up for that particular course. I was living in Muswell Hill and I was going to a Kung Fu lesson in Tottenham. I don't know why I thought maybe it was just, it would be more street wise right, yeah. than, the, than the school in Muswell Hill. <laughs> Real training on the way home. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, no. I, I, I just, I did, I chucked it in. Yeah, I used yeah. to do it as a kid. I used to do kung, uh, karate as a kid and then I did jiu-jitsu for a bit and it was good for fitness. But this particular, this particular club was actually a bit, there was a bit too much mumbo jumbo about chi, body force, right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. all just a bit woo. And it was doing stuff where he was throwing guys without touching them. And, right. you know, stuff yeah, that yeah, only yeah. worked on other kung fu people. I'm like, okay, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Only yeah, worked like, on his mates. <laughs> Exactly. You really, really had to believe it. Like he was doing a thing where he'd catch somebody's hand and then tap it like a ketchup bottle and they'd collapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, on. this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's one way to get stabbed in the neck. Isn't it? <laughs> you were as well. Um, right, we should wrap up proceedings. Before we do that, are you, are you not, you're not going up, are you going to do anything in Edinburgh? Or no, no, I'm not do. I'm not going to the fringe at all. I, no. I, I'm no, I'm going to drive home today. <laughs> then I'm going to Newport in Wales oh, on Newport. Friday to do a that gig is... with Bill Bailey and I think Reg Hunter. I think it's like a big festivaly thing. It's um, it's an interesting place, Newport. I did a I last. I did a tour about three years ago, and I did a little theatre in Newport. And it's not a. Um, you know, it's not a great city to kill a few hours. You know what I mean? I say that, I don't mean that. In, like, it's just, 
you know, I, I, I have, as someone who loves Cardiff, I really got to get on with Cardiff. So I went to Newport excited to be like, oh, what's this going to be about? And it's just, you know, it was it was not it's not full of uh, activities. <laughs> I, well, I'm not I'm not going for the nightlife. I no. am very much going to entertain the people of Newport and then go. Well, actually, no, I am going to stay. I'm going to stay in a hotel. And you're are you do, you're doing a tour, aren't you? Every I am year? back on tour on the first of September. Excellent. Uh, where's where's first of September? Cambridge. Nice. Even though even though I've already been to Cambridge on the tour, I'm going back to a smaller venue than the one I've already played, <laughs> just to play to an extra couple of hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, then is it I'm the junction. Is it the junction? Yeah. yeah. It's a nice, that's a nice venue. That is a nice little room. And then and then I'm in uh, I'm in the Playhouse in Harlow then the next night. Nice. And then and then I suppose to do three or four more other gigs, but they've all been bumped into next year because they haven't sold any tickets. Because right. even though the theatres are now open, a lot of them, there's no box office, there's no marketing staff. So yeah. a lot of these venues that we, we, you know, we bumped into, the we, we, we rescheduled them for September thinking, oh, they'll be open by then. And even though physically they are, the, the box offices haven't been open, so they right. haven't sold any tickets. <laughs> so um, we've just had to reschedule to them go. again. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there's been a bunch, like Camberley Theatre is one of those. I think we only sold like 50 tickets. So yeah. that was supposed to be happening in a couple of weeks. So we just ditched it and bumped Best it in next year. So this um, tour that I, this tour, this show that I wrote that premiered at the Edinburgh Fringe in 2019 looks like it's probably going to roll on till 2023. <laughs> oh, that is, uh, but some of the, I mean, the, me and Sean Walsh were talking last night. Um, backstage at a gig about actually there's some material like that's uh, we we were saying that because you know, the Edinburgh cycle of the yearly write a new show sort of thing that gets into mm-hmm. comedians sort of UK comedians uh, and Irish who kind Irish comedians who come over from Ireland yearly to do it you know it does sometimes mean that we're a bit too brutal at letting a routine go that could have ended up even growing to an even better routine. Sometimes it Absolutely. takes a couple of years for a story or something to become the best version of itself. Well, I, I do the Fringe every other year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did before COVID. Yeah, I would do it every other year and I would, you know, do it and then and then tour it for sort of a, a year and then start writing the next one. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, and you're right. By the, the show, by the end of it, your final show or your tour, having started off as a, as a, as a 60 minute show in Edinburgh, it's a, it's a nearly two-hour show then, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it is a lot funnier, it has to be yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. That's the end of the end of the. That podcast. is the end that of the, the podcast. End. Right. Um, thanks for coming on, mate. That's all. Sorry if I wasn't funnier or more focused or. No, it's, no, it's lovely. lovely. If we'd done this in the evening. I'd have been hilarious. <laughs> if you, if I'd done it after I just so. after I'd just been mugged and then gotten drunk <laughs> to get over it, I'm absolutely firing all cylinders. We'll do another evening. It'd be like Hollyoaks when they do the afternoon and then Hollyoaks in the city. <laughs> Ed Byrne in the city, um, but people can find you. Obviously, you're all you're on the, on the internet. Um, oh, he's broken up just at the the final moment. Look, and it crashed just on that on that lovely image of you. Uh, it crashed of oh. you in a big laugh. It was a nice moment. Oh, that was something. I it, bet like the end of really a film ugly. when it freezes. But um, <laughs> people can find you on you're on you're on Twitter and all that. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm at Mr. Ed Brown on Twitter. I'm on uh, I'm on uh, I'm on the Instagram as well, but I still don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's a hard <laughs> one. Spent a lot of time there. It? I haven't quite got, got grips with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Adventuring is my YouTube channel. Oh, cool. Yeah, but yeah, but that'd be excellent. So yeah, everyone check that, that out. Yes. Thanks for coming on. Listeners, thanks for listening. Julian, any other business, any other admin? Um, thanks to all our patrons. Yes, thanks, thanks for listening. Yep, yeah, and we'll God bless. speak to you. God bless. I'd like to thank I'd like to thank Julian and Carl's patrons as well. Just yes. to you know, does that 
add but something to the value help, of yeah. definitely <laughs> every deal helps um thanks for listening everyone we'll see you next time bye I'm not a dive aid in an alleyway.